Hello there and welcome to the Outside Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Avatar. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you this week? Hey, I'm great. Yeah, what about you? I'm very good, thank you. I mean, I have been waiting to talk about Avatar for so long. (laughs) It feels like genuinely, obviously Avatar The Way of Water is releasing... By the time this video comes out, it, it's been out for a couple of days. So, you know, yes. any, anyone listening to this, go out and watch it right now. Uh, yes. But we've been waiting for this for so long, and I've been waiting to rewatch Avatar for so long. Same. It's interesting because I don't know how that in 13 years since the movie came out, we haven't even talked about it. We haven't even no. talked about how iconic it was or how amazing the CGI was and forgot about, you know, Pandora, all of that. Yeah, like We really yeah. did. See, so yeah, before we get started, uh, briefly explain the plots for those who don't know. All right. So this is the first Avatar because the, they, they were like giving me the second Avatar plot line. I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 my good yet. man. We're doing the no, first No, 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 no. Okay. <clears throat> Jake, who is paraplegic, replaces his twin on the Navi inhabited Pandora for a corporate mission. After the natives accept him as one of their own, he must decide where his loyalties lie. Ah, ha, ha. What a setup. So, yeah, so full spoilers ahead for anybody who hasn't seen this movie. And, I mean, come on, it is the highest grossing movie of all time. So if you haven't yes. seen it, you're definitely missing out on a cultural moment. But I want to start exactly with what you were saying before. We never talked about this movie. I saw it when I was a kid and I just, I wasn't too impressed. I thought it was fine. I have spent years slagging off this movie being like, oh, it's nothing special. And having rewatched it recently, I don't think I've ever been more wrong in my life. Yeah, same. Genuinely, I had such a good time with this movie. It was so cool. It's weird now because people got on the bandwagon of like hating the film, but it's weird because I was like, oh, I haven't seen the film for years but have these people seen it have they watched it for a long time or i i don't know but it it was just so weird watching it i was like this is so cool why wasn't i impressed when i was watching with my dad he was like whoa oh my god well that's so cool but then i was like it's okay yeah, uh, I, but... I mean, like, we're people who, you know, we watched Lord of the Rings when we were a kid. All those films are longer than Avatar. And, you know, we're watching, like, all the MCU and all this stuff. And I don't understand how those worlds, we watch those movies and we are completely transported, you know, and we fall in love with the worlds that those filmmakers construct. And yet we just let Avatar pass us by. I don't get it. I mean, I feel like I've got 13 years of repenting my sins to do right now. <laughs> like... I kind of feel bad. These days, it becomes more difficult to get excited for films, especially blockbusters. And I think that this one is like, I'm so excited for Way of Water. So yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about the first Avatar. Where where do you want to start? Let's start with the introduction. The introduction was like a huge, great opening piece for Avatar because it just sets everything up, you know, for Sully at day, and we are just transported into Pandora. And usually with sci-fi films, they will get like very smart characters in the story and then you don't feel connected with them because they're more intelligent. They know everything in the film. They know a yeah. lot about it. But then with Jake, you feel more connected with him. He feels more our place on the spaceship. And then with Pandora, it, it's so brand new. And we as an audience, we don't know what Pandora is like. We don't know what is this like technology. And with the cinematography, it's just so uncomfortable. It's so weird and the the color grading as well it's alien like so i thought that was a great introduction into the film that was just like setting up everything yeah this film does like quite a few things that 
kind of distances it from other sci-fis in really clever ways. First of all, a lot of sci-fis, if they travel to different planets, the planets will be what you would find on Earth. You get a lot of like mountainous regions or, you know, I think about something like Interstellar. I would never knock Interstellar. I love that movie so much. I love the visuals of that movie. And the planets of that are cold, like mountainous regions. There's the whole thing with the the big wave. Love that. All of that. But this really feels like an alien planet in the same way that something like the Star Wars prequels does. Seeing this is so great. And you're right, seeing it from Jake's perspective, so much of this film is about disconnecting yourself from the scientific and kind of vibing with the spiritual. That's like that's such a heart of what this film is about. And I think the way that they present humanity as flawed in so many ways, you know, Jake is the only character who is able to truly separate himself from humanity and i think you can see you know even from the beginning he's kind of looked down on as he's paraplegic immediately you see everybody get off off the landing craft and you know he's kind of lagging behind and throughout the film people will offer him to do stuff like grace like offers to help him lift his legs into the sleeping pod and he won't do it and you can see that the army they just want to murder all the navi the corporate people at the top they just want the unobtainium even the scientists they just want to collect samples and learn more but none of them really care about the navi in the right way apart from jake i think he is a really interesting protagonist and i'm sorry but there's this criticism leveled against the film that the protagonists are bad and unmemorable what (laughs) like i'm sorry but i didn't feel that at all i was really really taken by these guys yeah same i remember a long time ago with the villain i was like that's a really horrible villain oh no Mm. he's terrible but no in this like when i was watching it again guy who the general yeah yeah general yeah 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 Yeah. he was just heartless like he was just wanting to kill all the navi and the way the film is like you keep hearing from these characters like their perspectives about the navi but this is really heartbreaking this scene like when the navi are trying to protect the the home tree with the bone arrows compare that to what you said earlier in the film right the complete savages I don't think they did anything to the humans, but that is just really, really good setup for the villain. It's like, oh, wow, he he said they were savages, but they weren't. They were just trying to protect their place. It's really interesting for the villain as well. And there's a really cool thing that I didn't get on earlier. So, you know, throughout the film, you've got Mm -hmm. the Na'vi controlling their beasts and you got the humans Mm -hmm. controlling with their suits. I thought that was like, I don't mm, know. I just, yeah, like they I have was different. Like, having this mind blowing moment, I was just like, "Wow, this that's a really interesting." Yeah, there's like a parallel. The different parallel, yeah, yeah. like ways they're doing things. The humans go for the bigger is better, big guns and you know big suits and all that. And and in, in you know in some ways that approach works. I mean, hell, it worked for dozens of colonizers in the real world who, you know, wiped out indigenous populations. And, you know, it works for when they're taking down Home Tree, but they really disregard all the mystical stuff. It's almost like something you'd find in Star Wars. The idea of a bad guy kind of underestimating the power of the Force. That It's that kind of similar vein. It reminds me of a line in, in Rise of Skywalker where, I mean, I can't believe I'm quoting Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Avatar is so much better than Rise of Skywalker, but still, where somebody says, oh, they have no navy, and then they say, oh, it's it's just people. Like, these villains don't understand the power of community, the power of the mystical stuff. This religion that they believe in, it's not just a religion, it's genuinely real. 
Like, yeah. you know, Jake prays to the God at the end and the God answers. Like, it's not just a belief. It's genuinely like a thing that permeates throughout Pandora. And I think that the villains, I'm with you. I don't really remember the villains when I was a kid. But now we were talking about fascism in Pinocchio last week. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. week we're watching humans destroy indigenous population, you know, like military being oppressive. That is something that we see in real life and have seen throughout history, especially watching that scene with Home Tree where they destroy it. it made me feel sick. The way that the Navi are dying and they're gassing children and people are rolling on the floor and scrambling to escape as their lives crumble around them. And then up in the helicopters, the general is, is using terms like, let's boogie or let's get home before tea. That's like genuinely like the way that they craft this villain as one of the most heartless and most disgusting people, you know, who only cares about human. It's a very us or them kind of mentality. And it's just, it really was just spine chilling to watch. The idea of you've got Parker yeah. and the Colonel, they had the same idea, but they had different ones need. Parker, who wants this material, I forgot the name, but it's unobtainium, un un of course. Unobtainium, un of course, yes. The, the greatest then, name ever greatest name and then colonel who wants power he yeah. wants to kill the navi trying to take some of their land as well and there's some really good cinematography here like mm. throughout the film it's art like literally again i don't know how anyone hasn't talked about the art in this film like it's just mind boggles like i'm just like why haven't you talked about this for 13 <laughs> years like, and i'm i'm gen i'm genuinely scared that the way of water is gonna not necessarily bomb but underperform because you know the cultural impact of avatar has kind of diminished over the years as you know star wars come back and the mcu has kind of become the biggest franchise i'm holding my breath i really hope that the way of water absolutely smashes it but i'm unsure there's some beautiful scenes as well like the scene where jake and uh Sorry, have you, have you heard that me slamming on the desk? I'm just trying to... Yes, I did hear that. The name. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, well, that is a thing of this movie. Again, like, a common criticism is that you can't really remember anyone's name. And it's like, I understand that. But at the same time... I understand. You know, Look I'm, at me. I'm, Look at me. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, you're like the king of, like, forgetting names. <laughs> I don't complain about that. I'm just like... No, well, it's I've just... I've got some titles. But I'm yeah. fine with forgetting names. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, it, well, if you truly care, you're gonna learn, right? Like that's 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 kind of my idea about it all. If we're gonna talk about the beauty of this film, I mean, this is just an absolute visual masterpiece. James Cameron. I mean, we haven't we haven't mentioned him by name. The the Lord <laughs> and Savior. The Lord we, and we, Savior. We, James we dare Smith. not look upon him, but he is just one of the best filmmakers out there. There is no denying every single one of his films. I haven't even seen all of his films. I haven't seen The Abyss. Oh, The Abyss. I heard that's great. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have no doubt that it is because it's James Cameron. But, it's James you know, Cameron. yeah, I haven't seen True Lies either. But everything that I have seen of his, he just knocks it out of the park every single time. He is so, so good at what he does. And the way that he realizes this world you know, the way that Pandora comes to life is unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. Like, he thought about the idea of what Pandora was like. This is crazy, because he wrote the script in the 90s. 
Avatar. And then... Yes, yeah, that's waited, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he waited for 10 years for the technology, but it came out in 2009, which is insane. If you look at the video games or the special effects in 2009, some are good. Some are good. Like, you, you got... I don't know. Uh, well, you, got, you got Avatar <laughs> well, okay. right there. It, was like, it is a good era, you know, thinking of, of CGI. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Dead Man's oh. Chest, World's End, that's that kind of era. Uh, oh, Transformers, Dead you know, like the Harry Potter movies. There's a lot of good CGI going on. And I think somehow we have lost that. It's become less about making a vision come to life. And it's become more about let's get this film finished. It's more about tight deadlines. That's why, you know, we look at the MCU and we, you know, we've talked about so many MCU films in the pod and what what keeps on coming up is the CGI isn't it because they're not giving the VFX artists enough time. And I swear, 13 years to make Avatar 2 and to really, really make all the CGI what it needs to be, make all the visuals perfect, that is justified. I know it. Ha- I know they haven't been working on it the entire time in the 13 years, but it genuinely is so worth it. You know, looking at you know, trailers for The Way of Water and looking at this film and the amount of time and effort that's put into every single detail, it's just like... Every blockbuster that has this kind of VFX needs that kind of immersion and that kind of effort put into it. Yeah, with the special effects in CGI, I looked at the behind the scenes and oh my god, they put so much into with the acting because with motion capture, with the suits, it's very, very difficult for you to act. Like yes. if you in that space with no sets, it is incredible what Zoe, Sam... Sugani, like they all worked together in that space and it was just very interesting to watch like how they would visualize what it's going to be like and you know the the bit where all the navi was singing in the tree of souls when Sully came uh, i keep saying silly jake when jake comes down with the massive oh yeah i saw that i, saw I just want I just, I just to point out they have made a lego set of the tree of souls with that huge flying what? creature and it is a thing of beauty. <laughs> they have Avatar Lego sets and it's taking everything in my body not to just buy them all. <laughs> There's Lego Avatar oh sets? Oh my god, it's beautiful. Honestly beautiful. But yes, it, it tr- truly, truly magnificent. But but yeah, sorry, you were saying. Uh, so, yeah, yes, um, I'm definitely not looking at Lego Avatar. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, I know. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah, so Sully came down with the massive... I'm going to say dragon. I'm so sorry if you're... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't remember what they're called. I was watching this behind the scenes as, like, shot by shot with, like, how they did, like, all the motion capture. There's a whole group of people there for the singing, and it was just like, wow, they thought about every detail about the film. And there's so many details. It, for example, Pandora as well, I was, like, so completely immersed in. They thought about plants. They thought about like mm-hmm. the trees, and then they thought about this really cool concept about ancestors and souls as well. And there was this really cool scene where Sully was uh, Jake. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to. Um, <laughs> when Jake met Tiri for the uh, for the first time, and then these souls, souls, I, I guess, yeah, like souls. Yeah, the the little kind funny. of like yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That was such a cool shot him like being attached with these souls and i thought that was a really cool concept that was explored very well in the film with the awa and yeah i was like i need a law on pandora please please give me <laughs> yes 
please. It is all so fascinating. They have crafted this kind of, you know, huge mythology just for this one film. And I love, you know, normally I'm a bit like iffy on sequels, but, you know, the idea that James Cameron is so passionate about this and he really wants to tell this story, I'm all for it. You know, James, if you want to make seven Avatar movies, you can make seven Avatar movies. I will watch every single one of them. It feels like something like Lord of the Rings. You know, we we, we called Lord of the Rings the greatest trilogy ever made. And I don't think that's ever going to change it really was fantastic but what's so good about that is how expansive it is how big the world is and you can see in avatar that you just scrape the surface at the end when they begin to talk to the other navi tribes you can see that there's so much more going on we're only looking at this small part of this entire planet you know in the sequel we're getting underwater stuff which we didn't really explore in the first one there's so much to go into you know uh, you know within the spiritual and all that like and, and i think that you know again that is such part of the themes of the movie you can't just take samples and write about what Pandora is you have to experience it you have to embrace the culture and truly understand yeah. and I think you know that's a, that's a big level of, of, of you know again why the villains work so well because they're hypocrites they they want to protect their culture you know they want to protect Earth and like get unobtainium for them but they don't care about the Navi culture and they don't care about any of that and they will literally criticize they'll be like ah oh, these tree hugging these tree hugging aliens when they'll be like oh by the way guys don't forget to pray to jesus before you go to sleep tonight it's like you know they're literally criticizing and making fun of the navi for their beliefs when they yeah. when their beliefs to an outsider is just as ridiculous and i just think there's so many like many interesting ways in the way that they layer that side of the story none of it works if you can't you know take it from the human perspective and see the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of everybody looking in on the world again why jake's such a good protagonist because he is looking at it from the outside and because you know we can understand him and you know he truly is the only one to embrace what pandora is and that's kind of why grace sigourney weaver's character doesn't transfer her consciousness because she doesn't really have that belief and she doesn't she's not truly with it in the way obviously also she was bleeding out (laughs) and she was you know in critical condition but still like there are so many layers to the way that this world is crafted and like you know the spiritualness of it yeah and with the details of the characters there's one interesting one actually when we see Sigourney Weaver's character for the first time she comes out of the pod and then she starts to smoke and then you see her in the avatar she's completely happy like she's very very happy like you see that sudden change of character and you get to see that visual storytelling with her, you know, like, oh, so she's more into this avatar world, that avatar side to it. And she wants to explore more of that. And she's more happier. Whereas in the real world, the human space, she's less happier. If you see that sudden mood swings. And I thought that was a really, really cool visual storytelling as well. And with Sil- uh, Jake. <laughs> You get it. You got it. You got this. You got this. Oh my God. Okay. With Jake, as he is paraplegic and he wants new legs as well, or legs in general. He wants wants everyone's legs. He wants just like 16 legs. Give me all the legs. He wants to walk around like a crab. I can be the legs. But yeah, there's this amazing scene when Jake fully transfers his consciousness into the avatar and he's in amazement. And you get to see, oh, who's the science guy? Well, okay, the science guy is uh, in the Avatar reactor. Norm? Norm? Norm. (laughs) Is it Norm? You know Norm, the the science guy. You know the the guy? No, no, the way that you went. Norm? (laughs) Norm? 
You sound like you're so lost. You, you... <laughs> I need, I'm lost. I need Norm to take me oh. to Pandora and oh. make me a Navi and just absolutely save me. <laughs> Norm, he's like, I learned everything about Avatar, you know, the, the AWA, the, you know, everything about it. And then with Jake, he's like, oh, cool. And he just runs. But the really, really wholesome bit is that he was able to walk again. And then he wiggles his toes. He wiggles, you know, yes. legs. And then... He gets out and he starts to run. And I thought that was the most satisfying thing. You know, he is able to be free. And then that's the start of his character arc with him. You know, this idea of which world do I want to be in? Because there's one that he feels completely alive. You see him at the beginning. He's not very happy. He's only there for a contract. He will get the money to get new legs. But then with a new body, with a new avatar, that completely changes his idea of what life is really about. And there's another great scene, you know, that really supports that as well. Why is he so comfortable with his avatar? And what made him care about this world, this Pandora? When he talks to the Awa, to the Tree of Souls, he said about, like, where I come from, they killed his mother. Talking about Mother Nature, they completely killed um, Mother Nature. And that took me, I was like, wow, why didn't I get this? Like, this whole idea of like the humans completely going to different planets, that would be really cool. He wants to protect Pandora and doesn't want to see the humans ruin a world again with money and war. Yeah, yeah exactly. And there is an extended version of this movie. Wait, um, what? Wait, <laughs> um, there's, an extended, there's an extended version, which isn't available on Disney Plus, oh. unfortunately, but it all it has it's all unfinished. So all the CGI is unfinished, stuff like that. So it's not necessarily like the version that James Cameron wants you to see, but it is available. And the opening scene in that version is Jake getting recruited on Earth. And I actually think that the decision not to show Earth was a good one, because you can imagine with lines like that about the humans killing their mother, things like that, you can imagine what Earth looks like. Like, seeing those deleted scenes, it looks more like Blade Runner, you know, which oh. obviously, you know, is very yeah. kind of, like, dystopian. But still, I like how this film leaves it up to interpretation. You know, all the horrible things that they do. And I think that you're right that there's so much to Jake's character in this whole thing. And I think, you know, first of all, the fact that Norm is like, I've learned the language and I know all this. But still, he's not exactly in tune with it all. Out of all the humans we see, obviously, the scientists are the most kind of in tune with it. But still, they're still only in it to kind of experience this. Whereas for Jake, being a Navi offers him an an opportunity, you know, to kind of experience life in a way that he hasn't been able to for a while. And what I love about his character arc is that it begins with just he wants new legs. He wants to fix that part of him that's broken. But then it kind of, you know, it evolves into, you know, an actual need, an actual love for all this stuff. And he says it to Neytiri. He's like, oh, I originally wanted to, you know, help. The, the military but now I fall in love and it does sound kind of stupid but we see as we're kind of you know going along with him that he really does care and he learns to care and yeah. it does you know really like you do kind of like really empathize with that and all of what he's doing and the way that he's seeing and as you're saying with Grace when she gets out she immediately starts smoking you can see that he stops taking care of his appearance when he's out of his avatar and yeah. you can see that he doesn't really care you know and that he's like he's not eating and one of the best scenes in the movie is where Neytiri wakes up and there's this huge like steamroller that's cutting down all the trees and the military are coming for her and she's desperately trying to run away and drag Jake with her. She's trying to wake Jake up, but he's in the human world and then 
as she is desperately trying to run away and the steamroller is getting ever closer and destroying everything in its path, we see just in the human world, just, you know, they're joking around. They're, you know, oh, no, before you get into the pod, you've got to eat your breakfast. And like, you know, he's getting so close to getting into his avatar, but he can't because he keeps on getting like you know, distracted by simple, pointless things. While on the other hand, Neytiri is literally fighting for her life. And I loved that sequence so much. It was so, so tense. Yeah, it, it was very intense. And there was other intense set pieces as well. With that scene, I thought that was a great example of him waking up. The idea of waking up is constantly retold in this film. It told the audience, like, you need to wake up. And then as Jake wakes up in his avatar, he fully realizes what the military are doing to the world. Like, he fully realizes, like, he's been telling them, like, where the Navi are. And... It's that change of perception, like, oh, they're doing this. Why are they doing this? It's killing the one that I really love right now. It's hurting. Then there's this other great set piece as well that I absolutely love. When they all fight in the air, that was really cool. With the Navi and then the humans, they fight in the air with the helicopters with their creatures as well. And there's that all is lost moment when Jake tries to ask anyone if anyone's there. And then the AWA comes in and it was so cool. Like, ah, oh, that was like, oh my God, that was yes. such a cool moment. Yes, like, it really was. Like when all the creatures, you know, come to their help, things that have, you know, we've seen throughout the movie and they all come together, you know, oh this whole God. planet defending against the invaders in such a cathartic scene. It was beautiful. Oh my God, that was so cool. With the creatures, with the, they look like Triceratops, the one with the massive. Yeah, they had like a huge, like, yeah, like a battering ram. And yeah, it was so anywhere. great. It's it was so, so great good. seeing them kind of all come together. That whole third act is so great. And the moment when Jake is facing off against the general and he's kind of like, you're betraying your entire species for this. You've absolutely lost your loyalties and you're a disgrace. And Jake replies by hissing at him, doing like a proper like, <laughs> like, you know, thing. And what it's that like uh, that. Uh, that was that was that was me trying to replicate an, a Navi hiss. What can I say? Okay, but okay. It, it was <laughs> it was genuinely just so great because it's him kind of reaffirming his connection to the Navi and him kind of saying, "Yeah, fuck you. I'm not human anymore. I don't <laughs> want to be." And that whole that whole final sequence of that whole you know final fight really was just amazing and such a great way to end. And I love that it wasn't any, it wasn't like a you know a human savior thing. It wasn't like Jake comes in and solves all the problems. Nateri literally Boromir style three arrows. Oh, Boromir into the Colonel. Style. Yeah, which I guess is how the Colonel is in the new one. Like I don't. I don't know how he's still there, but okay. Wait, what? Yeah, the, he's he's in the cast. I don't know, like how Wait, maybe it's a. Maybe, Maybe it's a flashback, it's a flashback? But like it could be, but I don't know. I guess I guess we'll find out. Um, <laughs> oh, but, um... but that that's interesting because Sigourney Weaver is in the new one as well, and obviously oh. her character died as well. So there's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff about this new one. But I guess yeah, again we'll we'll wait and see. But there is yeah. this whole overarching question of for what the humans are coming onto this planet, onto this land for what for resources, you know, for power. Like these are such stupid reasons to destroy a civilization, to be so cruel. And there's this great bit where Grace and Jake are talking to Parker and they're like, 
you realize what you've done. These trees are all interconnected. This is after they've destroyed Home Tree, and they're like, and these trees are all interconnected. This means so much to them. And they're not going to just stand, you know, you taking all their stuff. This is personal now. And Parker genuinely looks a little bit scared at the fact that he's kind of like killing children. And you do get a little bit of that. And again, in the extended cut, there's a scene where Parker tries to stop them from going to fight the Navi. And again, I'm happy that they cut that out because I do think it's more realistic that he would still choose to try and, you know, def- to try and kill them all and get the unobtainium. But, you know, you can see, and he just kind of goes, oh, well, you know, they're just trees. What are you even on about? And it's, again, this disrespect for the culture and for the religion and these, like, you know, mythic, more kind of like emotional ways of thinking that the humans just don't understand. And that that contrast is just so, so beautiful. And the way that was shown throughout the film, like how the contrast between the Navi and the humans as well, that was just well explored. And with the different cinematography and the different mise-en-scene as well, I thought that was just having that contrast yes. was very important in the, in the film as well. And... Yeah, I was going to say that. There's a, there's a colour contrast in the human bits. It's all grey and dull and bland. You really do get the sense of why would anyone want to be, you know, in this base? You know, it's not a military base, it's a mining base but it's, it's full of military equipment and mining equipment and all this stuff. And it is just like, damn, it's it, it really is so horrible. And then you go into Pandora where everything is so beautiful and the creatures and all the plant life and all, everything is just so, so wonderful to look at. Like that contrast is honestly just so great. And, and again, that's such a, a big part visually and, you know, in the way they tell the story. Yeah, and there's this line that I absolutely love. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Also, the name for the the song that plays in the credits. I love that line because I think that that can be dissected many different ways. There's the scene I absolutely love when Materi saves Jake from the pod and then gives him the mask that helps him to breathe. And he says, I see you. And I thought that was a really interesting way of like, He's showing his true self because to truly see one another, you, you got to see them within, you know, like the idea of seeing with the avatar and then seeing with humans, like who are you the most loyal to? And that helps them to see the real you. And when the two saves Jake in that, it's that idea of her trusting him again. The idea of, you know, how does she trust Jake after the horrible things that happened with the home tree and it's the idea of trust saying i see you and i thought that's a really good quote from the film that is so iconic as well yeah absolutely and it's also again like the navi in their spiritualness it doesn't matter that he's human you know she could easily look at him and be like oh this is junior human form ew like but she (laughs) doesn't but she doesn't she she sees Ew, past you, that. She sees his mind. Thing. And that is, again, unlike the humans who spend the whole time underestimating the scientists and underestimating Jake and thinking that their large forces and all their guns and helicopters and gunships and mech suits can, you know, win the day when the Navi know and the film's message is definitely that there are things so much, so much more important. And I think that that works so well. And you see that in Michelle Rodriguez's character oh. who was another highlight she kind of demonstrates that you can exercise choice and she just kind of says i didn't sign up for this i didn't sign up for murder you know for destroying you know she's just a pilot she doesn't she doesn't want to just like you know 
kill innocence like this whole tribe you know she also understands what the humans are doing and it demonstrates this kind of exercise of lack of empathy lack of thinking on the human part but not necessarily that it is all of humanity as we see with the scientists and with jake and with michelle rodriguez's character it's not black and white it's not like navi good humans bad yeah. whoa <laughs> oh no, my it, god it, that vision away from oh my god yeah it goes deep it goes deeper than that it, it genuinely yeah, it has more meaning more weight and yeah. again like it just on it it's it was literally just mind-blowing honestly it was mind-blowing. like that of course like i have nitpicks like sometimes the cgi was a little bit weird but like rarely you know there are a couple of things but everything was just so enchanting this film was utterly gorgeous and everything about it really just whisked me away like even like the music as well was brilliant apparently james horner the composer he created like this new sound this kind of new alien sound for the movie and then james cameron was like nah Let's make it more tribal with the drums they use in the kind of like way. And I understand why that is ironic. There's a video on YouTube about it, about why that's kind of ironic that he kind of changed it and made it more kind of human. But it's a really good score. Yeah, <laughs> It I really, agree. really is beautiful. And it gave me chills so many times in the movie. It, it, yeah. it worked so well. I've got some criticisms about the dialogue. Uh, yes. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Go on. At the beginning, this frustrated me a lot. When is it going to be the characters like, are you trying to mess up my scientific program or something? And then there's this massive, massive expositional dialogue in the beginning that could have been easily taken away. He's like, we're here for this material. $200 million, we're at war with the Navi. If you don't do anything about it, we're, we're going to be screwed. <laughs> it was just like, there at the yeah, beginning. No, I felt that as well sometimes with Jake's voiceover. Like, I, lo- I do love a voiceover, but sometimes he was like, I'm beginning to see that they're all, the, the, the Navi are really cool. And it's like, yeah, I, I know I can, like, you're showing me that on screen. Like, you don't need to tell us all that. And, you know, I know that James Cameron can do voiceover really, really well. You know, look at Terminator 2. Some of the best voiceovers I've ever heard are in that movie with Sarah Connor's constant narration. Well, not necessarily constant, but still, Sarah Connor's narration. But yeah, that did take me out of it. I understand. But at the end of the day, I end think you'll day. Ag- I think you'll agree. It's nitpicks. It's small things. It's small nitpicks, But, yeah. like, honestly, well, I, you know, I was watching the film and I had to pause very quickly whilst I was watching it. And I noticed that I was an hour through. And I was like, oh, my God. It's, I'm an hour through already? It went by like that. The pacing was immaculate. It was so, so well done. And, you know, it, it wasn't dull, like, at all. You know, some films really, really feel like they're, you know, coming up on, on three hours. This one didn't at all. I was, you know, the whole time completely engaged. Yeah, same. I was just like, wasn't even bothered by the runtime. I thought that was just perfectly well executed with the pacing, with, with the storytelling as well. And I thought I was just completely immersed and... I remember years ago, I was looking at Avatar at English literature and well, what? I <laughs> they were I don't know what. they were teaching Avatar in English literature. No, no, no. Language. Okay, children. Today, William Shakespeare can get fucked. We're talking about James Cameron's Avatar, <laughs> the greatest piece uh, of fiction. We're not doing the Tempest. The world. We're not doing Macbeth. We're doing Avatar. But miss, it's. It's nearly three hours. Shut up! We're watching Avatar, and you're going to like it. Oh, my God, Um, yes, that sounds great. But, yeah, small nitpicks. This is an iconic film. If you haven't seen it on this 
Earth. 13 years. Uh, <laughs> On this Earth. Go watch it. You know, you know how like in the eighties they sent like a probe into space with like a load of like Earth culture and like videos oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff. They should do that with Avatar. They Just should. send. Oh wait, no. Oh wait, no. They shouldn't because it shows it shows humans as like no, no, please, no, we, <laughs> we know, uh, um, aliens. You imagine, please, imagine please. an alien watches Avatar and they're like, oh my god, we've got to kill these guys. Oh my god, they are horrible. Look what they tried to do to Pandora. Oh no. Oh yeah, bad idea. Uh, don't listen to me. No, don't don't listen to. Tom, he will be a bad representation for the human. Yes, <laughs> I come in peace now. Let me be one of you. Let me let me transfer my consciousness into a into a big tree. Uh, don't worry, I'll be perfectly fine with being tall. I mean, you get to be tall, so that's true. I'd I'd love to I'd love to be like eight foot or however however tall they are. But yeah, no, I I second what you're saying. If you haven't seen it, watch it and go and watch the sequel because we need this kind of cinema. You know, yes. it can't just be the corporate driven stuff of like the MCU. It can't just be, you know, yeah. the tight budgeted. Nothing wrong with liking the MCU. We're still watching the MCU, you know. Yeah. But we're still criticizing Avatar, it. Yeah, of course. You know, the thing there are things to like, there are things not to like. That's fine. And I'm not saying that the, the Avatar is completely perfect, but it's it's a kind of cinema that is becoming lost. And honestly, come on, just like go to the cinema watch it and yeah i really think oh at least i really hope that the way of water is as good as we want it to be what are you going to give avatar out of 10 before i get into rating it i yeah. want to say that there's that creativity that jane cameron gives out into this film mm. and he's so passionate like mm. <laughs> for 13 years we were like talking about james cameron like when is he releasing avatar I don't know. yeah we, it was it was very like, much like oh does he have to make more avatar we didn't want he, that yeah, he's filming the third one now, but now he's filming the fourth one. But yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Go for it, James. We're yeah. with you, my guy. Ah, uh, okay. You know what? I'm going to give it a 10 because I thought Brilliant. this is a very iconic film. I'm not going to agree with everyone. This is the film that I thought that is very motivational for filmmakers to have because this is the creativity that is mm. completely picked out from James Cameron. He's like, this is what I want to show. And I thought that's just very motivational for filmmakers if they want to, you know, unleash their creativity. And it's got an excellent story. And I thought it was very packful with everything that's got given out the idea of the Navi and the humans as well. And I thought that was just very powerful. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't have said it better to myself. It really is amazing. I'm going to go 9 out of 10. We've been doing some great movies recently. But thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed it, and you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. And next week, we're going, to be, we're going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. That's falling on Christmas Day, so it fits. But don't worry, we're not going to leave Pandora like that. In two weeks, we're going to be covering Avatar The Way of Water. Of course we are. <laughs> of course and... we are. And yeah, and then we're going to be moving into our best of 2022 and our most anticipated 2023. And then we've got loads of cool stuff coming in the new year. So if you're interested, follow and subscribe and, 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 and tell us your thoughts and. on Avatar. Uh, send it, you can send us an email at alsteinfilmpod.gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts, ask us any questions. We'll answer them right here on the podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at alsteinfilmpod. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed Avatar or I was talking about Avatar, do watch it. I'm very excited to see a new one. I think it's going to be really, really cool to watch. 100%. I've got it booked, super screen, 3D. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't I don't normally go and see films in 3D, but if James Cameron says to watch it in 3D, 
I will watch it in 3D for him. <laughs> Do it for you, Jimmy. Yeah, just Avatar. Yes, Avatar. Avatar. Oh, and The Weeknd. Yeah, he's doing the soundtrack. So. Yes. yes. Brilliant. Can't wait Brilliant. to hear his single for yes. The Way of Water. It's going to be a banger. Anyway, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.